first, the United States claims China is considering sending lethal weapons and ammunition to Russia to help wage its war in Ukraine. Overnight, the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, warned Beijing the actions would lead to serious consequences. We've been watching this very, very closely. And for the most part, China has been engaged in providing rhetorical, political, diplomatic support to Russia. But we have information that gives us concern that they are considering providing lethal support to Russia in, uh, in the war against Ukraine. And it was important for me to share very clearly with, with Wang Yi that this would be a serious problem. Antony Blinken speaking to CBS from the Munich Security Conference. America's claim comes after China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, revealed that his country would unveil a plan to bring peace to the warring nations later this week. Rana Mitter heads Oxford University's China Centre and he joins me now. Welcome to breakfast. Morning, Patricia. Good to be with you. Let's look at China's supposed peace plan first. Beijing will unveil its proposal on Friday. But what's your initial reaction to what we've heard? Is China positioning itself as a kind of peacemaker or mediator in Europe? Well, I think there is a particular thing that the Chinese want to get out of this, Patricia. As you say, the details haven't yet been revealed. We'll wait till Friday to find out what those are going to be. But it's notable that Wang Yi, who's the foreign affairs councillor, so that's not quite the foreign minister, that's someone else, uh, Qin Gang, but he's the man being sent out to put China's case on the world stage, has said to what he calls his friends in Europe, that's his phrase, that there should be a new phrase framework, which China will have some hand in, in enabling Europe to get strategic autonomy. In other words, I think the plan is probably more about trying to separate Europe from the United States than it is necessarily about the specifics of what's happening in the war between Russia and Ukraine. It's notable that Wang Yi's statement hasn't said anything very specific about issues such as the violated sovereignty of Ukraine. And that's one of the things that gives you a bit of pause for thought. Yes, because Beijing has stopped short of condemning Russia's aggression in Ukraine. Can its peace plan or whatever it's trying to do here be taken seriously if it can't take a stronger stand against Moscow? Well, at the United Nations, to be fair, China has abstained. It hasn't supported Russia. It hasn't voted against it. But overall, as Antony Blinken has pointed out, there have been other elements of rhetorical support for the Russian position. I think the major issue that China will have to deal with is that Ukraine's national sovereignty has been violated. And for China, this is normally an absolute red line. The one principle that almost always China has stuck to in international society is that you're not allowed to break any national boundary that the United Nations has designated as being internationally recognized. And in this particular case, they haven't really proposed a way in which Russia can be interpreted as in some ways being excused for having um, uh, committed that particular act back in February of, of last year. But the one thing the Chinese do have is, of course, the ability to phone Moscow up directly and have conversations with them. And so it is just about plausible that they may be amongst the few major powers in the world who could actually talk to Vladimir Putin and try try and get him to change his mind, even though he wouldn't publicly admit that that's what he's doing. This all comes as the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, warns that China is considering providing lethal aid to Russia. How credible is the information the United States is relying on? I think that we know that the United States has pretty good um, intelligence surveillance of what's happening in Moscow. That was certainly true up to the outbreak of the of the war last year. With China, I think they're open in saying that they have less information than they do with Russia. But in this case, the, the, the implication seems to be not that lethal support means necessarily literally 
weapons. It means areas where the Chinese have a particular technological area of advantage, which would include surveillance, for instance. It's well known that artificial intelligence and areas where China's massive um, advances in computing capacity have enabled it to have very, very advanced uh, capacity to support other types of, uh, of military attack. That's the kind of area, I suspect, where the United States is giving a warning to China that it should not seek to supply the Russian side. Why would China consider sending Russia any of this equipment? It will be very, very wary. There's a bit of a tightrope going on here because China does not want to get caught up in the US and Western sanctions against Russia, which it would do if it were openly supporting them. But it's also very keen to make sure that, in a sense, Washington, D.C. is not seen to be the winner from this particular conflict. The one thing you have to understand, I think, about the way in which Beijing regards this conflict is that it's different from the way that Europeans do. In Europe, Ukraine is seen as an existential fight against an invasion by the dictator Vladimir Putin. For Beijing, it's much more of a contest between the great power blocks of the world. Where are Moscow and Beijing, in other words, going to be able to push back against Washington, D.C.? And that's one of the reasons why, even tacitly, they will continue to give assistance, uh, at least rhetorical and perhaps financial in some ways, to Russia, because they don't want to see a collapsed Russian state that might essentially either be an anarchic uh, situation across their own border or something that the United States can essentially become highly influential in, just as the way it was back in the 1990s, something that China didn't like either. Antony Blinken is talking tough, warning of serious consequences if China does provide uh, ammunition, weapons, whatever it might be, to Russia. Those consequences, are they what you just referred to? Are they sanctions? Is, is that the obvious um, route that the US would take? I think sanctions, Patricia, are quite likely, but I suspect that what it also means is a ramping up of what we've already seen. If you think about one example, the so-called CHIPS Act that was passed by the US Congress just a few months ago, and it basically stops lots of very high quality semiconductor chip technology being exported from American or American linked companies to China. Now, that's already happened. and It's already in some ways providing an obstacle to China's capacity to develop really high level technology. So I think it's a bit of a warning that the United States could push even harder in areas that China really cares about, like high tech, if it seemed to be violating these red lines that Washington's setting down now. And that's rather why Blinken's doing it now rather than retrospectively. He wants to make it clear that if anything happens, then he said to Beijing that that was what would in fact happen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure to be with you. Rana Mitter is the head of Oxford University's China Centre. And after eight, we'll take a look, a more, more in-depth look at the Ukraine war ahead of this week's anniversary of the Russian invasion with the former State Secretary of Ukraine and US retired Brigadier General, who was a diplomat based in Russia during the invasion of Crimea. A, a bit of a deeper look at uh, this as, of course, this anniversary looms. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.